Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, February 24th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey, I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm so glad. Why? Because I'm lonely. I need to talk to somebody, and you're it. So, here's the deal. I was watching this movie last night called Moneyball. You heard of it? Pretty cool. It's about baseball and it's about the underlying statistics. I don't want to bore you with the boring stuff. Actually, I don't find it boring at all. I think it's fascinating, but I won't bore you. The point is that there are statistics that kind of are under the surface. You don't kind of see them. They're not the normal statistics that, you know, you see a player gather through the year. I mean, you know, maybe some of it is, but the point of the movie is that there was a whole new way of looking at the game. It didn't necessarily take the human factor out, as some people wanted to um, believe, because they didn't like all the statistical analysis. I, I think there was something deeper. I think there were statistics underlying that indicated that you could have a winning team without all the trappings, without all of the fluff that other people used to judge a player. So what's the fluff? You know, whether they looked good, you know, whether they had a good image on TV, whether they had a pretty swing whether they could feel the ball a certain way. Yeah, now you would think that that would have something to do with whether a team could win or lose, but the point the author was trying to make with the movie is that there were underlying principles that were worth more than what people were using as a judgment. And And it turned out that in a particular year, when they used the new method of determining what could make a winning team, that they had one of the longest winning streaks in the history of baseball. So how does this translate to, you know, today and you, and you know, driving the kids to school and and grocery store trips and daycare centers and going to vacation in Las Vegas and your real life, you know, how does that translate to your real life? Well, can I tell you something? There is an underlying truth in our life. And I say truth on purpose because I really think there is only one truth and he is Jesus Christ. He embodies the truth of what's going on. And I can look around me, I can see the trees, the street, the the signs, the houses, the garage facilities as I'm driving along this commute. And I can see all this stuff and I can think this is what my world is. I can think that my earthly relationships are all that there is to life. And that there is no spiritual element. But just like the statistics that were kind of brought to light in that movie, 
that are under the surface, there is a spiritual element to life. And in the movie, you almost had to, I mean, it took, it took a little while. In fact, there's probably still some doubters even now that thought it was just a fluke that they had such a, a great winning streak and a, a good year and had nothing to do with this underlying truth that they were trying to adhere to, that statistical analysis. Even though there were what you could call a sign that it was working, there are still some doubters. And so I can tell you, from my experience and the experience of millions of other people who are Christians, who believe Christ, who have put their faith and trust in this truth, that we can give a confirming word that it's in your best interest to put your faith in Him and in this truth. But you know, I know, you know, people can look at that as just a sign that might mean nothing to them. And in the past, you've heard me read out of, I think it was Corinthians, where if you don't have the Spirit of the Lord allowing you to see this truth, then you can't see the truth. And that's why I pray all the time for people who are believers and who are not believers so that they get a glimpse of this truth that I'm speaking of. But I'm here to tell you that it's an underlying principle. The spiritual element of our life is underlying the whole thing. In fact, I hope, I hope, I hope that the Christians I'm talking to don't relegate their relationship with God to just a cubbyhole of their life, you know? They've got work here and leisure here and house payments here and wife here and kids here and God there and it doesn't work that way. The truth of the Lord is in all of it. He doesn't get a cubby. He's the air that the cubby containers reside in. He's throughout the whole thing. I think a lot of times <clears throat> when we are relegating our Lord to a box, what that means is that he doesn't get lordship over the whole thing. He just gets his place. But the Spirit of God should be throughout your whole being, should be throughout your whole day, should help you make decisions about what toothpaste you buy. I know that's kind of silly. We don't have to be so particular about all of these decisions we make and worry about every little thing we do. But you know, our life, every part of our life, God could be in it. He could. When I look around me, see this beautiful country, and it really is beautiful. And because I know the Lord Jesus Christ, and because I'm trusting that you do too, I trust that you get a sense that what you see around you is simply the, the surface sheen to the reality that's deeper than it all. The reality is that we're here breathing air, even talking, because God first loved us. Creating us in His image, an image that has a soul, that has this capacity for connecting with the Spirit of God. 
you know, the thing that I said is like the underlying reality of reality. I just had a glimpse. I don't know if the Lord just popped this in my brain, but you know, uh, Helen Keller, someone who was blind and deaf, and yet she operated in the world. She had a good teacher, one who was able to minister to her and help her connect with the world around her. Well, guess what? We're kind of like Helen Keller. It's like we're the blind, deaf person. We can see this world, the physicality of it. We can hear it, we can touch it, taste it, smell it. But we need the Spirit of God active in our life so that we can engage in the real life, the spirit life. And until we're able to tap into that, we'll be like Helen Keller, unable to communicate, unable to appreciate. And truly, it is kind of like that. We really can't see the spiritual realm very clearly, can we? The Word of God says that we see through a glass dimly, but later it'll be a clear. It's probably good we can't see the whole thing right now, because I don't think our mortal bodies could take it. I think He's protecting us. He is giving us a glimpse. He does say to us, what is it, a perverse generation asks for a sign? You gotta live by faith, my friends. We need to live by faith. Here I am halfway through my life. I don't regret that I'm living by faith and I'm trusting in God. Even though I don't see Him, see Him, I believe He's there and I believe that He and I speak all the time. I don't regret that. And I know that it might be easy for some to say, you know, I'm just not ready for that kind of thing because I feel like I'm giving up too much if I want to tap into the spiritual life you're talking about. Because really, if I do that, I'm going to be responsible for living right. Can I tell you something? You can't live right until you tap into it anyway. And even when you do, it's pretty much a done deal that you're not going to be living right perfectly anyway. But God wants to help you live right. And the benefit of living right is not just so God can have a controlling thumb on your life and keep you down. It's so that He can raise you up. You know, the freedom we think we have in life as we live ignorantly about the Spirit is no freedom at all. It actually brings death and it brings bondage. But we don't know that if we're not living in the Spirit. It's like we don't see the statistics under the surface. We refuse to believe that there's actually laws that govern our fate. Sin brings death, but the Spirit brings life. I'd like to believe that underneath the surface is this truth that can set me free. I, th I said the thing about I'm halfway through my life and, and I don't regret trusting in the Lord because I don't feel like I missed out. I mean, if I think about it, there are things that I would have missed out on. I could have missed out on premarital stupidity, drunk driving, cancer-inducing vices. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that I, 
I could have done that I would have thought would have been free and brought me freedom. And yet, through time, I would have realized it could have been bondage. Now, if you find yourself in a situation that you now realize, man, I got in bondage early on, and now look at me. God doesn't see you in bondage. He doesn't. Because He sees you according to that underlying principle of the Spirit, which if the Spirit is allowed to move and have His way in your being, you will be free indeed, whatever that bondage happens to be. There is not a distance that is too far from God. Please understand this. So you're not too far gone. But if you're wondering, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I want to believe that. I don't want to believe in something I can't see. Well, you know, you have to. I mean, I'm just going to tell it to you straight. You have to. You can't please the Father unless you're living by faith. So if you're refusing to do that, if you're refusing to believe that there's this underlying principle, the spiritual element of life, you just can't see it. But if by faith, and I've said this recently in the past, it takes just a mustard seed, a small bit of faith. If you ask the Lord, Lord, please show me. I believe he will. I believe he will. If your heart is where you want to receive, I believe he will reveal himself to you. And you can tap into that underlying principle of life, true life. It is the truth and it is the life. Find out more of the word of God so you stay there, live in peace, pray for those who persecute you. And just like in Moneyball, sometimes you got to trust in the thing you don't see before you can start having that victory. I want you to have victory today. I want you to have victory that's possible when you tap into the spirit and to the love of our Creator. Take a step of faith today and do that and see things change. And I will see you on the flip.